You're listening to the Fire in a Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and a cast. If you want to keep the show free and help us keep the lights on, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you have ideas for the show, we'd like to come on the show, uh, don't hesitate to drop us a line at Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Today on the show, we have returning guest and one of our favorite Montreal comics, Mr. John St. Goddard. Uh, today we talk a bit about Jason's roots, we talk some Hollywood, uh, Meryl Streep's speech from the Golden Globes, uh, portrayals of gay characters in cinema and on TV, as well as the Montreal comic scene. So if you are interested in seeing a show, um, go check out John. He's opening for Emo Phillips on the 19th, 20th, and 21st at the Comedy Nest in the Forum in Montreal. Um, there'll be a link in the description or follow him on Twitter at, at St. Godard. So that's at S-T underscore G-O-D-A-R-D. And without further ado, I give you Mr. John St. Godard on Fire in the Hole. Flynn Flon. Flynn Flon? How did a town in northern Manitoba get such a strange sounding name? Well, it's quite a story. It's named for Flintabetty Flonitin. Flinflon for short, the hero of a dime store novel. Oh, I remember that. Hey, Settle. Settle. I remember hearing about and it. And it was like uh, a garage, a former a garage, and you walked in, and there's like this, it's dark naturally, and zip, 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 like that, and you walk in, and a wall about that high, and at least that long, <laughs> the big dick, huge oh, really? dick. And then we're going there at three o'clock in the afternoon, too, and I'm like, oh, I'll show you around the village and come to a bar. And he's like, holy fuck. <laughs> you decided to ease him into it, did you? <laughs> this is <laughs> Like somebody did that for me when I was a kid. Somebody yeah. like like brought me to the gay village, you know, just to like to like chill me out. But at least he brought me to like a all night cafe where it took me a minute to realize I was in the gay village. I'm just sitting there like mm-hmm. 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 And oh, all the okay, guys on yeah. the internet cafe in the back are sitting and there's always there was like a guy behind the other guy like massaging and I'm like I'm in the gay village. Okay. All right. Yeah, this is Interesting. fine. I feel okay. Do you remember the name of it? I think it was? it was a Van Hoot, and it was definitely on St. Catherine. Somewhere at the, somewhere like not really deep into the village, just like kind of like a couple of blocks in. Okay. I feel like it was on the, on the left side of the street. Oh, might have been right on the corner of St. Joubert and St. Catherine. Possible. Across from that They had some hotel. computers in they the had, back. I don't remember that, but I remember there was a... Uh, there was a Van Hoot there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Or a Van Hoot or possibly a second cup. I'm not sure. Oh, then, yeah. Might have been sec- a second cup. There's a second cup that's right in the heart. That's yeah. probably where you went. Maybe it's that's still there, went. actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a, it was a profound moment for me because, I mean, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't homophobic in the sense of the word as a kid. Like, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't afraid, you know, I wasn't, but I'd come from, uh, like, nobody in my family was like, it's wrong is what it is. Right. But 
But you just weren't used to seeing it. It was certainly that open. Too. I was. It was. It was still very much okay to be like, well, you know, you do what you need to do in your thing, but I just <laughs> don't ask me to agree with it. It right. was kind of still a very, very yeah. You could float that opinion very easily. But still, people still do. Yeah, mm-hmm. to a people, people go like, like I don't give a fuck, and I'm like, do you want me to thank you for that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't give Should a I fuck. I just don't want to see it. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. What you do behind your closed doors? That's your, oh, you that know? one. Like, yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. But oh it, my it, God. It, it it turned out great because what actually happened was okay. So he, my friend, did it as a bit of a prank. He himself, he he's not gay, but he's been consistently mistaken for gay like his whole life. Because oh wow, he's, that's he's, interesting. He's a he's like a pretty boy. Okay, and and he, um, please forgive me if I get the terminology wrong here, but. Uh, was chicken hawk? Chicken hawk. Hey, like, <laughs> what are you doing using that terminology? <laughs> is that is chicken that, hawk? He was a chicken hawk. No, like I think he got mistaken for one. Now, no, because a chick. He got mistaken for it. Maybe a chicken. How a old? chicken. A chicken. Yes. And the chick. So the chicken hawk liked him. Well, That's yeah. Such a '70s and '80s term. That's amazing. It's amazing. Not like, well, maybe with that it's not. All. Maybe it's obviously. Well, it's not it, just, from my understanding, is, is is the kind of young, very young guy who older gay men. Right. to want to pick up right yeah oh, okay so you've got like your bears which are like your big gruff hairy dudes and the bearded dudes the studs guys right yeah and then you've got like various permutations but that there's this one type of concept of like like he kept getting invited to parties and and older wealthy gay men would offer to like um take him out they want yeah take him out or like they wanted him to dress like a schoolboy. And come to a party <laughs> and stuff like that. Today they'd be, they'd be dressed like a cuck, <laughs> yeah, exactly, with a propeller hat, <laughs> basically like oh, shit. with like the guitars from ACDC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some that, short right? pants. So he, because of I guess because of that attention, he kind of developed an open mind much faster than the yeah, rest of us. That, sure, yeah. And then he thought it would be funny to just kind of uh, bring me to a place like that and see what happened. And he kind of meant it as a prank, but I ended up kind of having my sort of brain switch on to that because what happened was we're sitting there it's like maybe two in the morning maybe three and uh it was the only place that was like open apart from the clubs and a bunch of people are coming out of the clubs i think sky was not too far yeah 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 and uh, uh right across the street you would have had drugstore yeah down the street you yeah it was sky and then a corner it was like post where postal station c is i don't know what the bar's name is uh-huh. catacombs catacombs there's maybe uh uh was the other oscar wilde is that another? Isn't I don't there, know that isn't one. There a place like that? I don't know. Anyway, that one. so periodically you'd have like your people just drinking their tea and their coffee, a couple of people on on the computers, and then uh, a couple of groups of like party boys that would come in from the right. club, and you could see that they're still kind of you know yeah, yeah. bumping. And, and so this group of guys comes in, like four or five of them, and like uh, four of them go into the bathroom together, and one guy kind of stays behind. He's kind of like I'm just gonna wait for you guys here. And he's wearing like super tight white jeans. He's maybe 30, 35 years old. And he's kind of still like bopping, like the music's still going in his, in, his, in his mind, right? And he's just sort of bopping, bopping, and he sort of turns and he he spots me at the other end of the cafe. And he's like, I could see a little like, <laughs> right above his head, sort of like target acquired, right? But not in a kind of weird, creepy way. He just kind of, he looked at me like right. I've looked at women before yeah. when I saw a cute girl, right? So I'm just sitting there and I must be 17, 18 at this time. Oh, shit. So I'm just like, boop, 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 boop. he's not looking at me. Yes, he is. And then 
he kind of looks around and he starts making his way over. So he's like just snaking through the through the tables and and my friends realize this guy's coming over and they're like already dying. They're like already because they're like, oh no, what is Jason gonna do? You know, he came from communist Europe. Like what, <laughs> he's probably gonna throw a shit fit or whatever. And so he just walks right up and uh, he's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, mm, I'm doing all right. Yourself? Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, me and a couple of guys, you know, we're uh, gonna go back to my friend's place, you know, and maybe party. You know, you know, you should come. I'm like. Ah, yes. Um, thank you, I say, surprising myself, right? I, f I felt totally calm. I was like, thank you. Uh, uh, I'm afraid, no, I'm sorry. I, I, that's not really my thing. Oh, it's not really your thing. What do you mean? And I'm like, well, and then I said the world's Should dumbest be clear thing enough, ever. no? <laughs> A little persistent, are we? He's having his fun. He's having his fun, right? <laughs> so well, I said think? the dumbest okay. thing ever. The only line I could summon in my brain was something I'd heard in the Andrew Dice Clay show. <laughs> and I go, well, you know, I don't putt from the rough. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I didn't even know what the fuck that meant. I was just like, I think that means I'm not gay. <laughs> Putting from the rough. And he, he again, he goes like, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't know what you mean. I'm like, uh... I kind of, I, I like women, <laughs> straight up. He's like, ooh, really? He's like, yeah, I could have sworn. I'm like, yeah, no. He's like, well, that's too bad. I mean, you know, um, he said something like, we're going to do some pretty cool stuff. Like, I, I, it'll be like, it'll be pretty cool. I'm like, I believe you. <laughs> uh, you should have said, really? Will there be women there? <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I was so like, I was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I 100% believe you have things to show me I've never seen. I'm, I 100% believe you, just not my thing. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Hey, thank you. Hey, have, have a good night. I'm like, yeah, you too, man. Gone. My friends are just like all sipping their coffees looking at me. And Disappointed like, you reacted so well. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I was like, and then the weirdest thing happened to me. I was like, I was, I was flattered. I was like another dude took a look at my shit and was like, "Yeah, yeah." And, and it's funny because because for <laughs> was, ar was, arguably for the most part, guys would be straight guys, depending on the straight guy, I guess, would be they're kind of that's what bugs them. Like, yeah, I don't mind if you're gay, but like, don't you know, don't start looking at me like, <laughs> you know, like whoa, you know, yeah. and that'll that'll make them aggressive and mad. Uh, maybe you know, in the beginning, until somebody says, "You know what? It's actually a compliment." And once they internalize that, then they. Like it's it's that's always been weird to me. Like, are you afraid you, you might not be able to say no? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like exactly. you might get really in. close. Do you think you're just yeah. gonna grab out and hug them and say thank you? Are you afraid <laughs> that maybe maybe you you'd go along with it and still be straight at the end of the day right. and have no answers? <laughs> Some people, or think that they that. know something that you don't. You <laughs> exactly, know? that's the secret fear. Right? Oh my god, <laughs> it's it's oh, really wow. the fear of of being like. Well, yeah, at a certain age, I suppose you could believe that. But if you're right. like a grown-ass adult and you're still thinking that somebody's gonna you know introduce you to yourself it's like fuck it's a scary gray hairs motherfucker <laughs> that's a great pickup line incidentally would you like me to introduce you to yourself <laughs> as you put your penis on their on their leg <laughs> and you didn't know that forbidden. was me <laughs> yes <Feels> like you actually <laughs> oh, excuse me so yeah it was it was it was a really cool experience like it was just after that i was like okay that's it. This is it. Like, well, you said you came from Eastern Europe. How old were you? How old were you when you got here? Uh, like six. Okay. But, and where again? I know you told me about uh, my mother's Hungarian. Hungarian. Uh, okay, I've been to Hungary. And uh, so my dad, uh, Egyptian. Okay. Um, uh, Muslim. My mother, uh, battle axe, like Roman Catholic from from uh, Transylvania. Oh my God. Yeah, that's an interesting combo. So did she? Did either of them convert? 
Nope. No, I was at birth. I was made a, a Muslim. I was given a Muslim name, and then my parents split, and then we moved. How to, old were you when they split? Like four. Okay. And then I ah, moved. That's pretty young. How do you remember it? Do you remember it? Not, not Probably specifically. Not. Yeah. yeah. I do remember. I do remember have vague recollection of my dad getting up for prayer in the morning, uh, but he was kind of a lapsed uh, Muslim. Like he, so he he would only do it twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> he he fully took advantage of being away from <laughs> the afternoon. Maybe but I mean, even his family, <laughs> even his family was an extreme, right? Like yeah. they were observant, that, and that's what people. That's what people. A lot of people like don't get. Like they just they don't get. They don't understand that like. It's like all different kinds of Muslims. Absolutely. You know, like there's a lot of Muslims who like don't practice and aren't believers and they're not necessarily atheists. They're kind of agnostic Muslims. Yeah, most of them. Like there's yeah. every stripe imaginable. <laughs> like secular. A shit ton of them yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. Especially sure. those that get to go study abroad like my dad did and basically got to. Well, it depends where study abroad is. Saudi Arabia. You're not exactly <laughs> right. I'm not looking for the secular. Well, he left, like a, he left like a slightly Americanized Egypt uh, and basically landed in communist Romania. Why university. did he do that? His parents? He just wanted to study at, at a really good school, and that's where the schools were. I don't Whoa. know how, what decision. Actually, that's a great question. I don't know what ended him there, yeah, but yeah. that's where they met. So and Budapest or? Yeah, I uh, know. They met, they met in Bucharest because my mother was studying in Romania. Oh, and Romania. They, that's where they met. And then uh, they had a baby. <laughs> but... The point is that, yeah, after my dad was out of the picture, we moved to Austria. And in Austria, cool. I, my mother was like, okay, you know what? Might as well get him baptized as a Christian now. So then I received my Christian name and my... So your name changed? Yes. What really? was your old name? Uh, you know. I don't. You don't know my Arabic name? I don't. It's Omar. Is it? Yeah. I, yeah. I never... So you were Omar until that? what age? I was oh the wire, dude. <laughs> yeah, but Omar, yeah, I, I'm Omar. Well, was Omar? Uh, my my father was Omar. His father was Omar. I was like the fifth Omar or something in that line, hmm. that, because every generation had to have one Omar out of respect for, I guess, either the prophets or Jesus. Because of a, a great, I was that way in my family. I could have been named Avila. Avila, that's kind of cool. Those Avila. names are kind of back. Well, I like them, but uh, you know, I, I'm from Flin Flon. Right. <laughs> I'm from a Northern Canadian mining town. No, Avila, sorry. You just be cursed to everybody that you know would mispronounce your name. Well, you they did already. Yeah. They did already with St. Godard. Yeah. St. Godard became Sankador. People think my name is, people think my name, like when I left uh, Flin Flon and moved to Winnipeg, people would say, oh, and they called it the city. Oh. Mm. I was in the city. He's going to the big town. It's the big city, right? Yeah. And so, and then just shorten to the city. You're going down to the city. And they come to the city, and then they tell me, some of them, they say, I looked, tried to look, I looked up Sankador. There's none in the phone book. I'm like, that's not my name, you moron. <laughs> Sankador. Sankador. Come up with Sankador. That sounds like a good uh, pseudonym for, for writing your memoirs or something. Sankador. Sankador. Sankador from Flim Flon. Yeah. Of Flim Flon. It'll be your nom de plume. Nom de plume. Nom de plume de smoke. It's so it much sounds, fun it to know. vaguely Indian as well. Nom de plume. Hello. Hello, I am Sankador. <laughs> well, the interesting thing is, the little that I do know about my Egyptian side is that they're, uh, they're rednecks. Uh, they're Egyptian rednecks. And it, it's what made me realize at some point that every country, nation in the world has rednecks. Yeah, yeah, In yeah. one shape or other. So what, uh, they how were, do they they're, um, they're from the south express of Egypt. their redneckism in Egypt? Um, what do they wear backwards? <laughs> well, they... Bulk, okay. um, 
I think, like I said, like little, they're kind of easygoing, right? Like they're not extreme about religion. They were, right. they were very laid back for, they certainly, I mean, when you tell someone you're Egyptian, like prior to 20, uh, to uh, 9-11, it was really mystical and sexy to be part mm, Egyptian, right? <laughs> right? People mm. were like, oh, like the pyramids, <laughs> as opposed to like, oh, like the pilots that ran that plane into the World Trade Center. <laughs> Who were mostly Saudi. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. But but close enough, right? But close enough, yeah. right? Fuck. <laughs> but really? When you, oh, you talk about an Egyptian. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's a bit. Thank you. That's uh, a bit. <laughs> I'll think about it. When you talk about an Egyptian, even just by this, just virtue of distance, you you wouldn't think immediately like, oh, like a mango farmer. No, you're thinking an Egyptian either in a very stereotypical right. sort of sense, or oh, you're one of those guys on the on the CNN when the with the pile of rubble and the yeah yeah right mm-hmm. or somewhere with a camel by the pyramids. or with a camel by the pyramids. Yeah, yeah a tour guide. Right, the, Aziz, yeah. more yeah. light. Right, <laughs> more light, Aziz. Right, which you know what you talk like that, and it makes me realize, like, I don't know shit about that country. Like, I wouldn't know what their, what the, you know, the economy is based on. Yeah, I didn't know either. Like, aside from tourism, I have no clue. But I you said mango farmer. Yeah, I literally took. Uh, yeah, that's, I, that'd be pretty easy. <laughs> well, they were they mango were like uh, it's a fruit tree. They themselves didn't farm the mangoes anymore. They were like owners, so they were high peasantry, if you want to put it into quotation <laughs> mark, in the sense that they weren't royalty in any sense. They were peasants, yeah. but they were they had wealth, like the you know the people that the 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 Bolsheviks executed during the revolution, the high peasants, right? The people who weren't. Elite, but were wealthy because they tended to the land and fed the. Mm. Like, they were the breadbasket or the whatever mm-hmm, of the, of the mm-hmm. nation. Always in demand. Uh, there was yeah. Yeah. Land so owners. I remember my father's house, um, my family's house. Like they had servants, but not in the not like the butler waiting at the door to take your coat. More like the one one of the few memories I have left is me summoning enough like Egypt Arabic because I, I don't speak Arabic but I knew enough to ask my grandmother if I wanted chewing gum which was a big deal uh, and because you if you wanted chewing gum that means you wanted like uh, Wrigley's or you wanted like juicy fruit uh, which was like American so you had to go to a special store with a guy who knew someone who could get juicy fruit right wow and She's like, what do you want? He's like, I want juicy fruit. And she like opens her little purse. She takes out the money. She gives it to me. And then she opens the windows. Uh, and I guarantee you it's probably like still like this in Nassau till this day. Uh, she just yells down on the street to no one in particular to go like, someone take my grandson to the market. And this guy just like in white PJs and the bicycle just like hops out. And he's like, hello, ma'am. I'll do it. Wow. And it's some neighbor. Some neighbor's That's kid. Like, uh, leave it to Beaver, Egypt. <laughs> leave it to Beaver, Egypt. Right? <laughs> just that, you know, it's just the man in the white clothes, not yeah. the white picket fence. The guy just like <laughs> sat me on the back of his bicycle and like rode me to the market, got the gum, and like brought me back and was like, "Thank you, ma'am." And Catch then you later. Went on his way. Right. So Did he have uh, a monkey. Just kidding. Probably. I wish I'd remember. And the only other memory I have is my I dad. Think you right, remembered the monkey. Maybe I think if there was a monkey. Speak, do you, have you guys watched uh, Ray Donovan? Don't. No, no, I haven't. What's that? I am Ray Donovan. Uh, it's on Crave. It's this. It's a dude. Like there's four, three, four, maybe f- three, four seasons minimum. Okay. I forget the actor's name, but John Voight's in it, and it's basically this. Um, 
this tough guy from Boston who's in uh, Hollywood and he's a fixer-upper. He takes care of uh, people problems. Like when, when, like for instance, this movie star kid who's got a release coming out in the next weekend gets caught on tape with a transsexual. Hmm. They call Ray Donovan. And the Donovan, cleaner. Yeah, goes down there and says, okay, what's going on? Fix it up. And it's like, you know, they're extortionists. It's, it's kind of like, it's like Sopranos. Little Get Shorty kind of situation. I'm not enough familiar okay. enough with Get Shorty, but um, no, it's more, it's more... Mr. Get, Wolf. Get, who's Get Shorty? Was that was that Travolta? Oh, oh yeah, uh, the Jeez, mobster that wants time. to make That's movies. Tarantino. Uh, is it Tarantino? I don't think so. No. Okay. No. It anyway, was, anyway, it's really gritty. And uh, when I brought up the monkey, this guy, this cop gets <clears throat> these <laughs> basically mobsters put some LSD in a cop because the cops after them, and uh, a mobster, you know, goes to a cafe and manages to put some LSD in his drink. And the the hallucination scenes are just hilarious. Like they're on point. Oh, <laughs> like I don't like on point. Like t- entirely believable. Mm-hmm. Just the way the camera angles and stuff like that. I suppose the camera angles. Uh, and the cop, I forget his name, but I, he's familiar. And he was amazing. He just he pulled. He was he was really pale. And you he was when he was walking, you could he was like stepping away from stuff, and then they'd show you what he was stepping away from. He's in the bathroom, cubicle comes on the cubicle, he's washing his hands, and the cubicle door behind him, or before, beside him, opens up, and a little monkey walks out <laughs> with, a, with a hat on, like a bellboy. Yeah, and hops up on, starts washing his hands, <laughs> hops back down, takes some paper out, and the guy's... He's losing just it. Look, yeah, because, you know, pretty it was convincing. That's yeah, cool. It was, I, it was laugh out loud. Like, the minimum like, did their research... Uh, or that that sounds too specific of a of an occurrence like that's someone's mm. r- uh, war story you know <laughs> yeah, yeah which was... is why it was good because it was it was not like a type right it was just so out of left field and yet you know it wasn't it wasn't like you know frightening like you know jumping off a cliff or like beasts or anything it was right right just mm. entirely absurd it, but it, on point and felt felt lived yeah yeah it felt like somebody it random had, enough like any Antares yeah. Thompson stuff right. Like right. uh, when you watch, uh, what is it, the uh, um, Vegas one? Fear and Loathing. Fear and Loathing, yeah. Mm. Uh, you know a lot of the dinosaur head stuff and all that. And you're like, mm, this sounds like specific descriptions <laughs> yeah. of the things he Personal saw. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. It's just too specific, yeah. right? To, a triceratops been... like talking to you, you're like, that's very specific. <laughs> that's very, very specific. <laughs> yes. That's not the type of thing that, that a Hollywood cliche would go for. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Hollywood, uh, um, you must have seen the uh, the Meryl Streep uh, speech. I did. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? I loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved what she said. Uh, uh, you know, I think she obviously she could have skipped the last part when she didn't need to shit on anyone, but you could tell she got a little bit a little bit angry. Um, oh, when she did the whole the like, martial uh, arts thing, martial the, arts is in the, art the uh, football and martial arts, that kind of thing. She's being sassy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, a little there bit. There's somebody like in the background going like, "Stay on the script." <laughs> yeah, but I I was impressed by it because you know she talked. She I like the way she pointed out different people in the room and knew who they were and where they had come from. Uh, yeah, Richard noticed something very interesting when we rewatched the video. Uh, he he noticed that the camera cut to the people she mentioned before she called them out, and that I thought was really odd. I mean, it was a live cast, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Was it just ac- accidental, or no, is there a? No, how does well, this? I know, I'm sure. Had it, sorry, I think it was set up ahead of time that she was going to name drop those people. Yeah, 
Yeah, Either that or I don't know. You guys would know more than me. You're the you're, well, you a, you're a filmmaker, yes, right? Correct. Well, do you think they'd have enough? Could you, could you have enough? Cam- well, I guess at an event like that, could you have enough cameras and go to people to just like when you hear that name go? Yeah, would that, that be you a can possibility? do. But here they would appear like a full like oh a second or two, six beat seconds, or two after okay seven seconds or even before, before. she even get on. Yeah, the, so then it had to have been that she pre-planned was pointed somehow. Out, yeah. or, but it was weird because it, otherwise it kind of had the feeling of an off the cuff. Sort of like she even sort of said, right. like, I'm only supposed to be up here for a minute, but. Right. I'm, the only one yeah. who looked surprised was uh, Gosling. He's yeah. Like, oh. Who? Oh. Right. Uh. <laughs> what about with the shot of uh, Gibson and what's his face? Oh, yeah, that was great. Uh, uh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Looked like he had, he was look, he, he had just like put money down on a horse race and was watching the finish. <laughs> that was Gibson more. Vaughn was, for me, he was just more kind of frozen. Just like, I'm not, I know they're, they're, they're on me, so I'm just going to look. I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine like, how would they decide who's going to sit at Mel Gibson's table? Oh, and like, yeah. if you were, if you were seated at Gibson's yeah. table, that was that your, is that your that's ticket a bit. out? That's a bit. Like this, oh, this is my last fucking Cause that's globe. A, they sat me with Gibson. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a, that's shit detail is what that is oh man <laughs> did you think maybe by earning <laughs> but then again gibson is like kind of uh been repatriated right because he's seen as like a uh a, an example of uh a, 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 like a successful schooling successfully rehabilitated yeah ra- uh racist? like like they love or showing him off rather? exactly they love showing him off as like why did he he just because he just didn't say any shit uh, for a long time, he kept his mouth shut. No, stopped but be, drinking. The <laughs> fact is, no one would take his calls. Like nobody would even touch him for like a couple of years. Yeah, and then he did this Hacksaw Ridge film, uh, which is now being thrown all kinds of laurels and saying everyone's mm-hmm. like standing ovations at Cannes and wow. shit like that. It's a great and, title. Uh, if he's even anywhere near that world, is because the, somebody on the on the top was like, "All right, let him back in. Let's see what happens." And yeah, he had friends, and I think one of them was Robert Downey Jr. Because he was apparently there for Robert Downey Jr. when he had his time. S- uh, he was a plural. <laughs> he was, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> when he right. was naked in his Porsche, throwing invisible rats out the window. Is that what he was doing. That's <laughs> literally one of the uh, one of the times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, so he was high. a dope. It was the heroin, right? He, I think, he did it all. And uh, he's, he's seen some monkeys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> He's like the Ozzy Osbourne of, of Hollywood, in a sense. Like, he's, like, been declared dead for sure in six months mm-hmm. a bunch of times. Uh, there was a time that you wouldn't book him at all because, you know, he'd gone a bender and that's it. He's off the wagon. But, uh, yeah, so I guess he stayed true to him. But I don't know. Did you watch any of the uh, of the press interviews with uh, Gibson of his during the Hacksaw Ridge, like, promotion tour? No. It's so cringeworthy. It's, really? Yeah, it's so difficult to watch him because... You can tell they broke him. You can tell he it's in his eyes. Like he's, yeah. he's been broken, <laughs> and like it's like seeing it's like uh, what's his name? Um, uh, what's the movie? Uh, <laughs> Clockwork Orange. Okay. Mark McDowell's character at the yeah. end, where where he's all like, "Hello, everybody. Everything's <laughs> fine. I, I you know I've been cured of my antisocial behavior." Like you could see he's like somebody broke him. And now oh, that's interesting. A, yeah, yeah, you can tell. And he just looked older to me. I didn't, but but I I, I would imagine, that, yeah, within the right within the right context, you you could get that vibe. Absolutely, I he suppose, looks, yeah, because and it's so much fun to watch him kind of tr- like treading water, being super careful. And then there's one particular interview on the Hollywood Reporter. It's a roundtable because they love doing roundtables. And those there's like Denzel Washington and a bunch of other like like new up and comers. 
sitting at the table talking about like directing and then the guy just turns to Mel Gibson and asks him a bunch of questions and just watching like I love catching shots of other actors trying to like be apolitical about the situation mm -hmm. right like they kind of don't want to act like they're mad to be there because then they'll offend the the proceedings right but they don't want to look like they're too on board with <laughs> this guy because the right. last time he's like plutonium like he the last time he went off it was uh you know he scorched earth mm. so uh yeah i don't know I, I i found a i personally found the streep thing a little bit a little bit insipid personally i didn't i didn't i didn't find it genuine but i felt like she meant it it then certainly what, felt then why wasn't it genuine if she meant it because it it, it felt very yeah, um, it felt very like Oprah-ish, like oh, and now like she's a she's a goddess, right? To to Hollywood, to many people, she's an icon. And she's, I don't know, man. I well felt deserved. it was judgy where judgy was merited. It was just like she's she's an older woman too, yeah. right? She's like eighty now. Is she that old? She's around. No, she's no like, way. She's in her seventies for sure. Yeah, seventies. Got it. Yeah. I would say early, but anyway, Hollywood. So. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, she was just like a woman who was aghast, right? By and the and the the handicap thing sickens me too. Yeah, I mean, it's sickening. It, 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 I, I suppose you could you could de definitely take that position. Um, what do you and mean? Could you not take? How could you not take that so, position? So she's uh, she's sixty seven years old, uh, so not quite there. Uh, Seventy one, sorry. Um, yes, of take course. Take the position that it was that it was nasty, like with the. Of course, it was nasty, but. Okay. Uh, how can I put it? it? It felt a little like it felt a little Oprah-ish in the sense that oh, I'm, I'm talking. Okay, sorry, we're talking about two different things. No, we're talking what she brings up to reporter, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, we're talking. Just yeah. that, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I've heard both sides. I've heard the the right side of people going like he wasn't making fun of uh, the handicap. He was just kind of Come doing on. a thing. And I've heard the like, no, this was a vicious attack on a guy who has a like a infirm, which was obvious, whatever. Honestly, I believe that he was just being an asshole, but I just, um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I just, I felt it was a little bit sugary and kind of very pandering to uh, kind of this like outrage uh, culture. Like there's so much to be said against Trump. Like there's so much to indict him on, you know? Um, he needs to be called on everything. And he, when he's a representative of, of a nation, the most powerful nation, yeah, and he's, and he behaves like a like a bully that he is right he is one he, and i think he's mentally i think he's insane um you need you but yeah you got to be called on on that shit and i believe it i think that the comparisons to dictators uh what is it what's the godin's law how how far is it Godin, oh, yeah. godin's law how I, far can you yeah. get into a conversation before someone brings up hitler right i mean that's now we're now we're in a place we're coming from a place where this is uh i don't think it's hyperbole yeah Mm. I, I feel like none of the. I oh, know. Sorry, go ahead. There's definitely some similarities. Oh, huge! Yeah. And I'm sure this is not, not accidental. reaching. You know, there's no. And not e yeah, and not even point. you know, and not even just like physical characteristics or, or words or gestures. Um, you know, um, the actions, how the press is being muted, how he doesn't do press, how he decides who he's and he's hiring his kids. He's not. He hasn't released his tax forms. This is this is such a recipe for danger. That Did you this, see him yell at the at the press? Yeah. Just like like shouting down the press yeah. and telling them yeah. to like you're, shut you're, up. No, not you, not you. No, be quiet. Not you're you. fake. You're you're, yeah. Don't be yeah, rude. Don't be rude. That was my favorite line. <laughs> don't be rude. It's like no, that scared me. I was like, okay, I guess if you say something insane enough times, 
it just it loses its effect. That's that that's and that's why I'm happy that that Streep used her her lifetime achievement award as award as a political platform, just like Michael Moore did, uh, you know, ten years ago. Ten years ago, yeah. No, but I'm I mean, very happy. Uh, what what whatever you believe about Moore, like he's he plays in that world. Like I don't want to personally hear Meryl Streep on politics. Like I could not give a rat's ass what she thinks. You know, like she doesn't that represent to me like. Good on her to take that platform to say something the same way that, for instance, the Beastie Boys, whenever they won an award, they would always, instead of giving a tired, like, thanks to the big man upstairs speech, they'd say something like, uh, stop stop rape at shows, like stop harassing and raping women at concerts and groping women because we'll fucking kick you out of our shows. Thank you. Like, the, you know, that that's cool, right? right? That'd like, be cool? <laughs> well, really? How is that any more cool it's, than saying we've got a president uh, who who's yeah. insane? She gets points. Like, I'm not giving her zero, right? I'm just saying, like, I don't particularly found... I didn't find it profound, right? Like, I don't no, look to her profound. for my I thought it was... I, I respected her because she, she didn't... I mean, I thought that was insipid. What if she would have blathered on about her films jesus christ we have an insane man who's president of your country and you're going to get drunk and talk about all your roles no you got a platform (laughs) use it you gotta use it it. this is power for sure and we need to we need i feel like i understand that they 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 have opinions about this stuff too it's just the whole thing to me i mean maybe i'm just a cynical fuck but like the whole proceeding to me is is kind of so oily and gross that like this whole patting each other on the back dressing up like in tuxedos and and fawning over each other and kissing each other's asses hollywood style and you know like 90 percent of the people there are just pandering to each other because they want to be in with the with the crews you know they want to get the jobs and they want to be seen as in with the like royalty and she could definitely be considered like the she, I think she played the queen didn't she did she play the queen I think if she hasn't, she should. If yeah, there was a queen, right. if there were a queen the of Hollywood, she would definitely <laughs> Merle, 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 right? Merle, Streep, Merle, Streep the first. It's Sankador. <laughs> I just, I just, I see that whole room of people. I see that whole room of people, and I see people who have no, I have nothing in common with, and I couldn't possibly, they could not possibly understand anything that that the average person is going through. And I feel like that's Are why... Are you out of your mind? They're all millionaires. So what? And they all come from other places. They all knew what it was to just be like us, too. Uh, possible. Possible. I, I, I just, think the reason people hate it is because they're not invited. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's... Just wait till you get your invite. You'll go, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> not so bad. Yeah, you think so? It's just a higher level of schmoozing. It's okay. just like, you have to schmooze. I have to schmooze. I schmooze at... At, uh, but you have a threshold, know, don't the you? The Bull Pub. <laughs> they uh, they schmooze there because they've reached that level. Jason's uh, allergic to schmoo- schmooze. Yeah. yeah. And I'm therefore a- doomed. <laughs> <laughs> I've accepted I feel it. you, brother. <laughs> I've accepted I it. But I don't know. There's, I, there's I, there's lots of ways I think schmoozing is okay, but I think everyone has their threshold. Like, there's a limit, right? Sure. There's a limit of how much schmooze. I just, I don't know. It, to me, it was like... I was like, okay, great, but I don't think this is a special moment. It's like between you, you used your microphone to say something about the, the politics. Good, cool. Could we? Why are we watching this? There's a fucking <laughs> madman on the throne. Like, that's where we should be focusing. Why everyone watching a fucking award? Can we cancel every show until this guy's been removed from power? Yeah. I actually just happened to turn it on too. Yeah, because I was taping it, 
and we were sitting in the den and there was a red carpet thing and I started watching that and then I'm always whenever I do that I'm like why am I doing this <laughs> I feel dirty yeah it's like McDo- eating at McDonald's and then I thought yeah 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 then I then I realized I wanted to see this film and we watched a film during the awards and I just happened to flip back in time for uh Merle uh, we watched uh, behind the candelabra uh-huh amazing Amazing. Uh, Matt Damon and um, Michael Douglas played Liberace and Liberace's uh, boyfriend, Scott Thorson, I think his name was. The film kind of uh, like was a big deal, big hype about it, and then I didn't hear anything about it. I I was riveted. It was good? Yeah, it was excellent. Uh, Those guys really fell into gay characters very well. There was Mm no... Well, you know, you could never be too over the top if you're playing Liberace, right? It's pretty safe. Like you <laughs> could the, never look at a guy and the go, template. that's too fucking gay for Liberace. No, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it might even be beyond gay. It's, it's Liberace at that point. I, well, right? D- Douglas was even sort of contained. I don't know if that's the word, but he mm. really, you could see, <laughs> he was amazing. And same with uh, Matt Damon. Uh, really great chemistry, really great portrayal of gay characters. Was it one of those, uh, was it one of those things where you're like, hmm... I wonder if these guys are actually a little bit, maybe a little bit, little bit into some of this stuff in no, real I life. No, I never thought no? that. Like, uh, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I because I never thought of him. I really never thought of him as Matt Damon. It was r- rare throughout the film that I thought this is an actor and that's an actor. Like occasionally, uh-huh. I'd say to Marcel, "I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing! Oh my god!" Because there was long moments of just looking, and it wasn't just pick up looking either. It wasn't like Google eyes or anything. It was actual like it was affection. like intensity. No, like it. It was a whole variety emotion uh, of uh, yeah of, of different like sort of interactions and stuff, which were kind of typically gay at the same time. Uh, six but not feet sexual. under. Um, Michael C. Six... Hall's character. Yeah, uh, it was the and first he had time. The black boyfriend. Yeah, yeah it was the, the first time that I saw a gay relationship on a show or on any kind of in a movie or whatever, where I I did not the gay thing like I focused on it for like ten seconds because that was kind of a part of the shock reveal. But then actually cared about these two people in a relationship. Like, I felt like it was a real relationship. Right, yeah. As opposed to, like, a caricature of yeah, the gay sure. right. And I, I'll never forget that line where um, uh, his sister, the little redhead, is oh, talking yeah, yeah. To, the, to the big black guy. And he's, she's like, what do you see in my brother? Which I was like, that's such a sweet scene. Like, yeah. you, of course that happens, right? Right. We're like, I hate my fucking brother. How, how can you love that guy? That's right. And then he does this like really great smile, and he's like, "Well, you know, it's because when David looks at me, he doesn't see what other people see." And she's like, "What's that? Big black sex cop." <laughs> <laughs> Big black sex cop. Paul and, I, Ma- Paul and it was Clark. like immediately. Yeah. I was like, "Of course, everybody looked. Of course, that it was so. It, it felt Big so black. real." Yeah. And whenever they'd have their like uh, in the bed scenes, it didn't seem like some guy going like, "Oh man, this is gonna get ratings." It looked like two, pe- two right. people in love. Finally, yeah. Uh, yeah just lying in bed trail. and like having like couple talk or, or, or bickering or whatever. And it, it just happened to be two ripped dudes. Because <laughs> even Michael C. Hall is kind of ripped, right? So uh, I guess I guess I'm kind of tying it to your Liberace thing. It's mm-hmm. like it, 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 you were sold on it. You felt oh, it was good. Oh, yeah. 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 Any surprises in that movie? Like did, did, it, did you learn anything about Liberace? Because... Uh, yeah, like about his character, about how, how he was pretty manipulative dude and, and, you know, extremely famous and there's a bubble. If there's somebody lived in a bubble, it was him. Right. But he was also from like Michigan. Yeah, where the fuck did he come from? <laughs> Michigan, I think. <laughs> Outer space. <laughs> yeah. No, but usually those guys, you'll find like a college picture and he's, he's like throwing around the football. Mm-hmm. It's like totally normal, dude. And then you're like, that can't fucking be Liberace. <laughs> 
Where are his golden angel wigs? <laughs> like, <laughs> where, where? It's no. not a sequ- single sequin in this picture. Yeah. <laughs> where yeah. are the diamonds the size I, I, of my head on I his fingers? I thought of something after having watched that film. I thought to myself that the people, <clears throat> the so-called middle Americans who think that Trump's a good guy are the, are the same demographic who thought that Liberace was straight. <laughs> that was and that Rob was kind Hoffer. of my surprise actually in the film. I, I Rob Hoffer too was like on the other spectrum. Of, oh, of Judas uh, yeah, Priest. Judas Priest. Right. The guy spent like thirty years rubbing his crotch in the face of of, of fans, decked out in in, in leather, leather right. and spikes. And like when he came out, people were like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. What? At what point did he come out? Do you remember? Like how far into their 90s. career? Nineties. I okay, think so. They were like well, like a decade in at least, right? Yeah, no, no, wait, where? They've been around since the 70s. No, I know, but at that time, right. when he came out, when? He came out something around, like, I feel like it was somewhere in the 90s, early okay. 90s, okay. he came out. It's around the time they invented Gadar. Gadar, yeah. <laughs> but he left, he left Judas Priest and, and started some sort of weird, like, like mod goth band that never went anywhere oh, and yeah. then stayed away from the band and then came back fully. But this time, when he donned the, like, spikes, people were, like, in the know. But right. it was the most hilarious. But there, there's always been this really hilarious thing about uh, heavy metal and and uh, uh, gay blind, you know, like right. guys not getting, right. like not realizing they've spent twenty, thirty years of their lives sweating right. in and moshing with other dudes and with guys well that are like thrusting and whatever, and it never occurred to right. them. Right, that's true. That's a good. That's a good uh, parallel. They thought it was about chicks and and partying the whole time. It never occurred to them. This, yeah, of course. There might be some gay guys up there. Yeah, and if it did occur, they they, they drank that one down pretty quickly. It's like, oh, yeah. no, happy. Yeah, like you almost get the feeling like the first decade of the Queen, like people weren't sure either. But then I, again, that's, that's another perfect, yeah. 70s Queen. were kind of a little bit harder because... And the name too, Queen. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. I didn't have a... I don't know when I found come that. Come on! Well, yeah, of course, I guess, yeah. Hmm. But everyone, it seems like, I don't know, physiologically, it seems like uh, everybody would have that skinny build with the long hair and the, che- the right. hairy chest. Like, uh, like Freddie build. Mercury, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like Kiss and uh, like the whole band, Alice right? Cooper. There are these pretty boys with kind of Elizabethan haircuts, yeah, right? pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. almost like you know those fucking the court judges. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. With yeah. Curls, with the staffs and the, the beagles running around. <laughs> yeah, Louis that was, Fort, Louis that was very much kind of a style in the set, like because there was still art rock happening, right? Yeah, the art rock. Yeah. Effect. Have you ever had long hair? Have you ever had? Yeah, yeah, did yeah. You ever rock that? Yeah, I had a, I had a mullet. Yeah, the oh yeah, flintflon, of course. I had a mullet. Yeah, <laughs> I, my my uh, uh, condolences, by the way, for Winnipeg. I I saw I saw the Jets play yesterday on TV. I don't watch hockey very often. Oh yeah, but I saw the Jets and I and I realized that poor Winnipeg Jets. Someone seems to have given them like a like a like a faded maple leaf uniform oh yeah that's an ugly music they yeah look it's terrible true. it's awful it's they, white with a little red leaf on it and a line through it sort of it, and in a blue circle it, yeah it looks like the leafs thing <laughs> it looks with like a thing canadian over it. tire it's, like it's a canadian very bad. tire sort of yeah. yeah or like the the coast guards hockey team <laughs> 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 like it's way too post office looking but anyway that's all i wanted to say about that subject <laughs> all right take a jab at winnipeg we'll <laughs> no, move I, on <laughs> i like i, I like uh, I like the rest of Canada too. I like I like to visit it more often. So, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, Richard sent me over something today, which I uh, I don't know if you want to talk about. We'll cut it out if you don't. Uh, but uh, we saw something on Facebook about uh, uh, about the comedy scene in Montreal and about like I think I saw you post something about how some crazy guy mm. wanted to 
to, to yeah like I, what, what was that story would you yeah you i don't mind talking us, about that yeah you, uh, from what mind. i know like um what happened um rashta kruger who books blue dog and who works at uh, the comedy works um and she booked mclean's too mm-hmm. she Rashta, right? yeah. yeah 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 i feel like she's a Rashta if you did uh yeah yeah yes yeah and she she, she, she works books on mondays a uh, fair amount of times mm-hmm. uh some crazy dude some like asshole was um talking to her on facebook trying to get a spot and um she just decided that he had gone too far um and um so she I think she yeah she put screenshots of the conversation on her facebook post and then i i made a that's the one that's the guy that's the one <laughs> so okay. if i understood correctly so this is some guy that came out of nowhere yeah he'd never done a mic and like he's, he'd gone to a couple of mics he wants to be a comedian apparently yeah yeah of course he does because thank you that's it because all my friends say i'm born to be a stand-up comedian um <laughs> he says and then two weeks ago i scouted your shithole and i was like are you fucking kidding me Sincerely, the next big thing, and then wait, 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 wait. Just so, just so <laughs> listeners can understand, okay, yeah. this. the guy writes a message directly to her. Yeah, ask. Yeah, and could, he's like, that's his way of asking for his he, first ever stand-up. Could you, spot. could you read that to me again? I just want to hear the like the 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 sequence of ideas. All my friends say I'm born to be a stand-up comedian. That's the first line. Yeah. Okay. Two weeks ago, I scouted your shithole. <laughs> To see if I was funnier than the such a charmer. <laughs> and by shithole, he means the, the comedy club, right? Like the comedy yeah. venue. Okay. Scattered your shithole to see if I was. <laughs> that is too deadpan. You're killing me. He's a charmer. Do it. <laughs> if I was funnier than the tryhards on Mondays. The try- <laughs> Did he just invent a new word? That's I think true. So. It is it. Yeah. Tryhards. Tryhards. Oh, Sorry. Try-hards. So if I'm funnier than the tryhards. Long story short. <laughs> I'm willing to choose your hole in the wall to debut my act. Wow. From what I see, from what I've seen, you have nothing to lose. Smiley face. Sincerely, the next big thing, Armando. (laughs) (laughs) And he left his number. He left his phone number? Let's call him. And she posted. Can we call him right now? (laughs) We can call him right now. Let's call him. Tell him tell him we're from the podcast. <laughs> tell him tell him we heard he's the next best. I'm telling you, let's do it. I wish we could set up Skype because I totally would. Oh man. But we will yeah. hear him if you put him close to the mic. <laughs> yeah, call him. Okay, you know what? I pledge that I'm going to place a call to him. I'm gonna see how far the rabbit hole goes. Why don't you call him? I totally will. Yeah. I'll totally will. But here's what I think is interesting. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. You, you, is there more? There's more. Oh, there's more. Oh. <laughs> so Russia says I think you've confused being rude with being funny. No thanks in your debut. <laughs> no which thanks. is brilliant, right? Yeah. And then his response is, I guarantee this is a woman's response. Whoa. What a douche. Mm-hmm. That's kind of impressive, though. But look how, du- <laughs> impressive. Look, look how douchey this guy looks. Is that the picture he sent? <laughs> he sent that as a picture? No, no. that no, was, right, she, she took it from Facebook. Facebook. Okay, yeah. she dug, from his dug him up. Um, Armando. 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 It has to be whispered. <laughs> no, but I, there, there's like a real interesting psychology to his his discourse. Not if you're a fucking booker, there isn't. And of course, no, no. It's immediately yeah. like a eh, right, like you turn your back. Oh, but, but even worse than that, that's like she said, this is too much, and she didn't put the part on where he, where he got. I, I don't know. I don't know if he got rapey or what he said. Oh, did it continue? Fire there was not. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> there was not. Yeah, did okay. it pursue? It's just like a series of like. Back and Come forth. On. Yeah, my humor may be too dark she wasn't, she wasn't for you. So. 
I can so see you saw my message. And then he's, and then he's softening at the end. He's going, I can see you saw my message, meanie. At oh. least you should let me fail. Oh, and then this is great. Well, now he's this is why people <laughs> move to Toronto. No, people move to Toronto when they're successful. When they've when they when they've hit their little ceilings here, they move to Toronto. They don't second. move before they've done their first mic. I just, I just, I'm always um, fascinated by how people sabotage themselves. It always fascinates me to no end. It really, really fascinates me because you're like, okay, you mounted kind of a brash idiot um, approach to this whole thing. But you you couldn't even make it through your own your own opener, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You bailed. <laughs> like, right. yeah. Oh, come on, you meanie! <laughs> it's like it's like uh, you shot yourself in the foot, like in the opening moment, without right. any help. Yeah, it's opening with your with your dick jokes, right? And yeah, and immediately it prompts someone like me to want to kind of go like, oh, tell me more, <laughs> right? Like, give him more oh, rope. Wait, there was a rape thing too. He made a rape joke. Oh, did he? I didn't see it, but that's what I think she had mentioned that. And but it like like I said, it was one that she didn't screenshot because she I forget what she did and she wasn't able to go back and get it. She I think I saw um, the screenshot. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's here's and what's interesting. His, okay, his joke was I pre I prevented a rape yesterday. I changed my mind. <laughs> okay. Oh my like god! He was the rapist. That doesn't. Do you know what? That's, that's that, that doesn't even sound like it's his. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it might not be. No, because there was another one that was a street joke that he put on there as well. That sounds like oh, it's really? someone else's joke. But he, yeah. here's what I find really fascinating. Okay, so he opens in small cap, all all my friends say I'm born to be a stand-up comedian. The misspelled by the much of uh, spelling mistakes. Uh, dot, dot, so two periods, which I've noticed some people doing this. Two periods instead of like... Really? They don't do the like I'm dot, dot, that. dot. That's they not just a full ellipsis. I'm not, I'm not sure what it is they think totally it is. Totally against that, for the record. What do, I they, think do, they, what do they do with all that time they saved? <laughs> <third> <laughs> I think they think it's a comma. Uh, two, weeks, <laughs> two weeks ago, I scouted your, you are, uh, shithole to see if I was funnier than the tryhards on, oh, now he's using hyphens. The tryhards on Mondays, <laughs> small small case. Long story short, not sure what why would this would have been a long story, but anyway, I'm willing to choose your hole. That that in itself is beautiful. Choose I'm willing your to, hole? Yeah. I choose your hole. I'm willing to choose your hole in the wall. This is like, are you coming down to the to like to get blown in the toilet? Those stall? are words that should just never go together. <laughs> Choosing your choose hole. your hole. Um, and oh, the, I, I guarantee yeah. this has to be a woman. Is that what he said too? I guarantee this has to be. A woman. Yeah, to debut yeah, debut my act. I'm like, I feel like you've already debuted your act, and it <laughs> sucks. <laughs> uh, but here you go. The last line is what I find fascinating. From what I've seen, you have nothing to lose. So now I'm conflicted. Is he saying that take a chance on me? I'm probably not great, but neither is anyone else or are yeah, you great? Yeah, because he said from yeah. what I've seen because he said he scouted out the shit, the shit hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's did he, he just talk, go right? to the bathroom? Yeah, I've never met dog? or anything. Is that what he did? He checked out the out toilet? Scouted out your shithole the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. This Before is great. having met. So fascinating. So yeah. fascinating. And so, you know, this is an extreme case, but as a, but it's like, as a veteran comedian, as, a, as a, an experienced comedian, you must see people like this come and go every once in a while, right? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a revolving door for sure. I mean, people do come in and then they leave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I just mean like, the. It feels like there's the people, of course. Everything's in extremes. Like, there's the person who's like maybe has something to, to, to say, 
but they're just crippled by like like they're just timid right like, yeah oh, sure yeah, can yeah. I do a show and then like they don't get the spots because mm-hmm. they're right and I, I guess I feel this is like the other side where this guy is still scared shitless and is insecure as hell and overcompensating but he read some sort of book about being yeah. owning it like he listened yeah, right. to the Tony Robbins like I am your guru <laughs> documentary <laughs> and he's like pounding himself in the chest in the mirror like yeah own it own it <laughs> right <laughs> and then he sent this text right I think so that's why it was so much safer in my generation because we we do this shit too but wouldn't be written down anywhere or recorded right but it feels yep. like there's a this is what this is when motivational stuff goes wrong right when it's lost on an individual yes when they're like they took all of the wrong that's right sort of or they just listen to a bunch be of be confident you know yeah <laughs> profanely aggressive <laughs> in a super insecure way <laughs> plus that like uh, all my friends say yeah, I'm born to be a comedian that's the like, opener it seems like such a cliche I'm sure that, like and you know that's what brings a lot of people to stand up some of them were born to be sorry comedians um, but then you find out quickly that you know being funny here is like oh yeah you can you know, you're it's funny safe, but then you've got a space. then all of a sudden you've got a you know yeah and you can't riff right you can right. riff things you, you got to buy in you got to buy in you when you're on stage it's just this whole different ball game that occurs. you got to you got to buy the buy in lights blinding you and you hear yeah. your own voice <laughs> coming <laughs> coming out from the back of the can't room can't see anybody and there's some guy you've never seen in your life or somewhere and you can't you're like is he a comic is he a comic is he he's here to watch show is he a comic is he is he laughing is he not laughing because he wants me to fail like all these things going through your mind, <laughs> yeah. right? But that's like stage two, because stage one, you know, don't even see who's in front of you. You're just like, oh my god, I'm up here. Oh my yeah. god, I'm up here. Mm-hmm. I need to check my pants. Yeah, like, am I going over? Am I? I'm going over. Was there a light? I don't know. Where <laughs> <Right>. am I? <laughs> right. right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I remember the first time, man. It was the most exhilarating. So all these emotions at once, like yeah, your survival, you know, fight or flight, uh-huh. um, yeah. excitement, anxiety, extreme nervousness, paranoia. Uh, yeah, yeah, paranoia, yeah. And, and like, I'm doing this. I'm and I was like, my first time was in a th- an actual theater, uh, um, and there was like 200 people, and you know I'm backstage, and you know one after the other after the other. I couldn't see what was going on out there, right? Mm. So I was just left with nothing but all this naked kind of fear. Yeah, yeah. My my debut was actually, and I and I feel kind of douchey using debut now after this guy (laughs) feels like the word needs to be like uh like shelved um was in high school and it was because i heckled there was a year of the end show uh end of the year rather and with the talent show you know with that's horrible inevitably because it's high school show so people trying to sing like disney duets and it's terrible <laughs> someone trying to do a, a, a fashion show thing it's horrible uh, and what they did is they had two kids kind of come out between the the little setups to try to kind of keep things going by telling jokes mm. and i was sitting with a bunch of smart asses who were like heckling them and now we're talking room like good 200 people parents teachers the works right and uh we're heckling heckling and the and the, one of the guys is like well you know if you think you're that funny why don't you come up here and this guy that i was hanging out with whose approval i wanted really badly who just looked at me he's like yeah dude fucking do it and i was like yeah and i just get up and everyone's like freaking out because something unexpected is happening and i walk up on stage to a huge ovation right because i actually did it and they think it's maybe part of the show or whatever but the second the lights hit my face and i'm up there i'm like 
the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> this is this is this is a horror. Like I don't know any jokes. Like what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> and I just took the mic from him and I kind of riffed a little bit, but people were so excited about this thing kind of going wrong that I got kind of a couple opening laughs and I'm like digging my brain for any joke right. at this point. And the only th- joke I could think of was a super dirty joke. And I tell it and as I'm getting near the punchline, I'm, I'm this is like I'm like, this joke is about ass fucking someone in the ass. <laughs> I'm in high school, my teacher, the principal's in here, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm fucking dead, right? And I dropped it and for some reason there was like it popped, you know, like there was laughter to it, and I like gave the mic to the guy and I walked off like, you know. <laughs> but I never like it sounds like a eighties high school scene, right? It does, but it yeah. totally went down like I swear <laughs> as God is my witness, that's how it went down. And it still didn't occur to me for another 20 years to do comedy. <laughs> so, you know, I, I learned nothing, basically. Yeah, and I uh, destroyed this poor guy whose job was to keep the, the show going. <laughs> and like, Well, you helped him out, actually. Maybe. Yeah, yeah probably. Went maybe. The, probably took a, uh, the proper turn in another direction. I, I, think, I think at the end of the day, like, and maybe you, you're much in a much better place to talk about this. I think there's something to the adrenaline. Like, like we just don't get that hit anymore from life, you know? In the city, especially with everything kind of being safe and automated, and we've got our routines, you know, it's kind of a. It is. A, you I, thought, can, I was thinking about that today. How, like it's you know, obviously it's a little self indulgence. So what? Like so is putting pictures on your wall. Yeah. But um, I was in class today, and I was thinking, ah, maybe I'll work a few more years. Uh, and then I thought about stand up and like how I do stand up and how, because I, I guess sort of. I was thinking, not like almost below the surface, I was thinking like I'm not going to have the relationship I have with people every day, with all these, all these teenagers that I see every day. They're, you know, you become, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a bond and there's a, there's a, you get used to being in front of people and interacting with groups and doing your thing. Then I thought maybe, oh, that's why I'm doing stand up because people, so you, when you retire, you're going to do stand up. I'm like, yeah, isn't that hard? Well, no. Well, yeah, but I don't like. No, it's but kind of good, the same thing hard. I've been doing for twenty five years. <laughs> yeah, sort of. You know, there seems to be a weird teaching thing. Uh, you, like I teach, you teach, Habib teaches. Yeah, like the, uh, teaching and and uh, there seems to be like a pattern. Doesn't oh, John sure. uh, Selig as well? Does he teach? No, he doesn't teach. No? He doesn't teach. No. no, no. But there seems to be like a, a pattern. Like it does, does seem to attract a type. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the same same dynamic and and. Uh, teachers are often, I don't know, thinkers and readers and writers. So writing got me into stand-up like, because mm-hmm. I always wrote stuff down. Then I ended up taking a comedy writing sh- workshop. So, you know, it's that. It's amazing how, how many people don't know what are like people. It's still stand-up. We might have talked about this before, but stand-up, it's so like, it's so underground in the sense that <clears throat> a lot of people know what stand-up is and they watch it on TV, but the percentage of those people that have gone to live shows in a comedy club is like minuscule. It's fairly small. Yeah. yeah. People think that we just go up there and make it up. Yeah. Like people I, think, I think you so. know, <laughs> that guy's funny. And you see, like they think that people who are doing galas at this, at the, you mm-hmm. know, at the Place des Arts are just talking. And well, they, especially maybe it's the first time they've told that story. The new right. sti- exactly. With the new style, right? Because the new, the new kind of, the new approach now is to uh, make it sound like it's off the cuff. Right? But that's what it's. That's always been what it is. That's the that's the magic of stand up is telling a bit that you've been telling for a year or two, as if it happened yesterday. Yeah, as if you're telling it for the first time. Yeah, but if like I think about like a Seinfeld, for instance, right? As funny as he was, and I think he still is, but like his stuff has aged obviously a little bit. Um, 
But as funny as he was, um, you could tell that this was like you came to watch a one-man show, right? Like the 80s stuff, if you 90s stuff, you watch it, there's still kind of a feeling that you are come to see a prepared act. And when you see like a Segura now or like a Burr or one of those guys, clearly in the back of your mind, you know that they prepared this material. They've been, they've been shopping this hour for the last year or two. But it does feel like they just came up to talk about some stuff that they had on their mind. Like the style of it is more and more organic, I find, with many. It's yeah. a lot less like... Yeah, but same with like if you watch, you know, uh, a 70s um, Richard Pryor. Mm. Same thing. I mean, he looks like he's just shooting the shit. True. But he was a bit of a maverick, right? I mean, he was not... Oh, yeah. But it, yeah, because he talked about uh, being black. Yeah. And doing coke and having heart attacks and... Basically failing and yeah, setting himself on fire. He was certainly not typical of his era in terms of the comedy. Yeah. I don't know that much about him, but I think I was just trying to make the comparison that I don't. I think that, well, maybe like yeah, okay. In fact, I'm thinking, uh, of, yeah, like that, like kind of freewheeling conversational style yeah. storytelling, Bill Cosby sort of thing. Not as everybody opposed, did that, yeah. As opposed to like the joke jokes they get where up go. most people I think would have been exposed to stand up comedy in that seventies, uh, eighties, nineties is. On uh, uh, talk, uh, late night shows, right, right, where sure. they they'd feature you could win a spot on a talk show, late night, like on Letterman or mm-hmm. on uh, G- uh, Johnny Carson or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and those those the, in those days it changed your life. That was a like a it pivotal changed moment. Your right? life. You did the Carson show or Letterman, and then you walked off, and the phone rang, and you went and did a sitcom, or you like Louis Anderson. Even Louis Anderson did Johnny. Did did he do Carson or Letterman? I think he did. I feel like he did. he did. Letterman, but I could be wrong. Anyway, whichever one he did, I think it was Carson. But it was like he, the Midas Touch. He had done the clubs for two or three years, a comedy store, and then he did Carson. And like the next week, he began going, he began, I forget who he, oh, like the Commodores, like big bands. He was immediately asked to go on tour to do like theaters with bands. And he did that for years. And then he had his own show in Vegas. So he never really, Anderson never really was a club comic for any longer than a couple of years. Until he did uh, Carson, and then it literally the, changed his life, bump. just like Roseanne. Yeah, Roseanne too. Now you go do, you know, you do Kimmel, like uh, K. Trevor Wilson, who's an mm-hmm. amazing <clears throat> comedian, Canadian comedian. He did uh, Jimmy Kimmel, and you know, went back to work. Right, like a little bit bump, but more or less. Well, pr- yeah, a pretty good one, probably. You know, in terms of money and touring, but he's still a Canadian comic. But you know, it didn't it didn't. It didn't you know, it doesn't change him, you, yeah. like, because there's so many shows now and so well, many comedians. To be fair, yeah, mm. everyone turned into New York Carson. City. Everyone turned into like professional comedians. Well, comedians who call Definitely. no people who identify themselves as comedians. I identify as comedians. That's the title. <laughs> I identify as comedians. Yeah. I decided that I was going <laughs> to self-identify since the new year as fat. As fat, and my personal pronoun would be they. They. Blubber. <laughs> that's right. That's they. Blubber. Just call me they. Blubber. With um, child. I identify as comedian sounds like the name of uh, a special. Yeah, it really and does. if no one takes it by next fall, <laughs> I'm going to take it because it's beautiful. <laughs> now you just have to write a one-hour show. That's mm. the kind of what I'm working towards. Uh, that's my plan. As well, work, to... towards, work towards a tight seven. Well, an hour show is what I'd like to do next year. Right, so in the meantime, I gotta develop that five, that seven, right? What um, I gotta get that down, and I gotta actually get spots because I've been having a hell of a time actually getting opportunities. Um, I, yeah, I hear it's really hard now in Montreal. Yeah, it seems to be more comics and fewer spaces to work. Yeah. Um, do, would you? Um, do, does Montreal need more clubs? Do you think? 
or more more places? Oh, uh, it's an interesting question because we did have another club that was one too many, uh, according to c- comics that are far um, learned, far more yeah experienced than I than I am mm-hmm. in, in that regard. But I think I don't think we could use another club. We could use some some more independent rooms, like you know, like how's uh, that different? Like just just events. Yeah, like so, you places where you can go work out. You know, it doesn't matter if there's six or seven people or ten people. Okay, like just, we had Burritoville. Did you ever go to Burritoville? I've been to Burritoville, but never for a comedy wow, show. It was great. It, it, it shut like, down just as we were starting to get uh, into the scene. It was. I really miss it a lot. That was a Wednesday night show. Uh, what was great about it? Tell tell us that. What was, um, what was the vibe? It was like uh It was like being in someone's someone's. Uh, not a rumpus room, but like it was like I, it was a house, like it was an old mansion, right? Mm-hmm. But it's old, and they just wheeled this kind of bar into the room and set some chairs up. Uh-huh. And there's windows looking out on Concordia, and right you'd out. hang out in the uh-huh. hallway and sit in chairs. It was so it's gritty as fuck. Student, no, it wasn't as no? gritty. I would say Blue Dog is gritty as fuck. Yeah, it is. Whereas, um, whereas, uh, um, a Burritoville, it felt like studenty. Yeah, very much. Yeah, it's kind of all. It was it was alty, but in a good way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't stifling in terms of you know. And was correct. there there was there was a, a good attendance? Yeah, was there, there was attendance? a pretty yeah there was, and it was really cheap to for the guys like Morgan O'Shea and um, Stephen Spinola mm-hmm. who ran that room when I started, and then later on Scott Carter and uh, Sean Stenhouse ran it. Like, you know, downstairs there's a vegan burrito restaurant and you go up these big ass old wooden stairs that went up to the maid's quarters maybe at one time, you know? Mm. And turn, Very likely, yeah. Turn the corner and microphone, little stage and stairs and uh, people hanging out in the stairs. I just like, it was a good place to do comedy and plus you could hang out with, with people and kind of talk in the hall and stuff and talk outside on the street. That's that's as much. It's like you know. Did you ever play hockey or sports where like the dressing room banter is as much fun as going uh-huh. on the ice? Like you know, yeah. you're with your if buddies and you're hanging out and you're talking about what you do and that's yeah, yeah for sure. Was, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally mean like there was an, there was an atmosphere to yeah. it. Yeah, right? yeah, and it was a regular it. show. It was a sure thing. It was every Wednesday. Like the Nest has a show Wednesday, uh, but I don't know who else does in this city. Well, there's like it used to be. That used to be the second Wednesday show. Right, so there's the works that has the Monday nights for open mics. They have Monday. They have like sketch comedy and improv every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And obviously the weekends. But yeah, we could use more independent rooms. There's a Blue Dog also on Monday. John Seelig's room on Sunday. McLean's Pub on Sunday. Oh, there's also the Art Loft. You should get in touch with the Art Loft. Do you know yep. Chris Dolger? Nope. That's a, that's a room you could do. Yeah. That's a room. It's a, it's, a, it's a loft. It's a loft on the corner of St. Lawrence and... Uh, I don't know Saint Joseph or something like that. That's cool. Well, I'm um, just, I'm just like, 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 like you. I mean, I'm just curious in in uh, workout opportunities, right? Like, I'm just, I want to work my way up. But at this point, it's sort of like, if this was about building six pack abs, then you know, there's gyms everywhere, <laughs> right? And it, I think yeah. like that's where you put it the yeah. best. It's like yeah. there's just we need places to work out because. Your friends yeah. are not reliable <laughs> as an audience. No, you know, and you can't inflict yourself on your friends every. I week. said, f- I said, friends, not best friends. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? And you can't, you know, inflict your act on your friends every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or your ex. Uh, you did, uh, <laughs> you did uh, grumpies, right? Uh, no. Oh well, grumpies is every Tuesday. Yeah, the, you have to go and sign up, right? Yeah, you go sign up. At yeah, like, I'll probably do that. Yeah, I'll do, do that. that for sure. That's uh, well, now, I came back from the holidays. Um, like really, really hungry for for it. 
Like I thought I was be mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe I got this out of my system. And then after the holidays, I was like, I gotta get, I gotta get some fucking spots. Like, Good. I, I gotta, I gotta work some material. I got Good. some shit. I want to try. Blah, blah, blah. Good. But um, enough about what I'm trying to do. Uh, what are you, what are you doing? What are you working on? Nothing. Where's your uh, hour? Nothing. I was talking. I was asking students in my class today questions, and they just go yes, no, and I'm like. <gasps> At a talk show, I'd never have you on. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what am I doing? I am looking forward to auditioning for the Just for Last Festival. I'm trying to tighten up a seven minutes, a new seven minute set for that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about I, the seven minute set? What's what's that number? Where that's that the from? standard showcase uh, time that you're going to get to to you know show your stuff to producers or um, club owners. That's the pitch. That's yeah. The they want they length. want about seven. Okay. They want about seven. So you want to have a, you know, couple. A hot seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah. When you're starting out, you want one for sure. Um, and I'm going to be opening for um, Emo Phillips. Oh. Yeah. At the Comedy Nest. That's pretty cool. That's, I'm looking forward to that. That's I think I might be nervous. He's a big deal. That's cool. He was a big deal. Have you that's met him next before? Weekend. I've never met him. No. no. I've seen him. I saw him last summer. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, he's been around for a long time. So I don't know. I haven't been. I haven't given, been given confirmed dates, but I've been told that it'll be one or several, several shows. So that could be looking fun. forward to that. Um, and just doing my thing. You know, it's it's, it's January, January, February. It's just like I'm slogging through. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's broke, confused, mm. partied out. Yeah. Does it affect the turnout for the comedy shows? It usually gets actually January's been really good. Really, but yeah. Both the the works and the nest last weekend sold out shows. The works. Uh, We're talking weekends now. Yes. Yeah. Um, the nest packed, packed, packed standing room only. And February mm. is um, uh, a really good month for comedy. Actually, really? thankfully, Valentine's yeah, it's, Day. It's cabin fever. It's uh, not just Valentine's Day. It's like Christmas is over. People have you know spent their money. They had a good time and holidays, and then they kind of went back in and said like, Oh my God, I'm broke and I'm you know tired and need yeah. a rest. And February hits and they're like, they you know it's almost a literal cabin fever where people want to go out and do they stuff want to regardless. Just mm. Get the fuck out of the house. Yeah, there's no movies. Yeah, yeah movies it's, it's dead zone for movies yeah. for everything. Yeah, what the fuck do you do in, in February? You release, you go to comedy shows. You release crappy movies that nobody wants to go see, and right. you go to a comedy club. But they can't be as shitty as the summer movies. Uh, February no, movies are worse. They no, are they worse? Really released? Are they the, really? Yeah, that's the that's a dumping zone. Yeah. When's the Academy Awards? April, May. I feel like it's late spring, but I'm okay. bad, horrible with these things. Okay, I don't because I just them. I don't go to movies anymore, and I'm missing. I missed. I haven't. Well, missed. Didn't go to uh... Rogue One. What Star Wars? No, the black film. The black film. That's very vague. It's not. There was only two. A film with there black people in it. Yeah, it's all black people produced. Uh, all black actors, very much not done for to to, to with ha, with the idea of having a, a white audience in mind at all. Tyler um, Perry. <laughs> I feel like what it's, the hell was it? No, it was up for an award. It won an award. Uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed that I can't remember the okay. name of it. It's a it's a gay black thing. It's about a kid oh. coming of age film. Okay. And the I believe that the main character is a gay kid. Uh huh. Yeah, okay. okay. So it's like the double ghetto, right? It's gay black. It's like double down on the on the minority situation yeah it's hard to be black and gay yeah yeah i uh yeah and and the the rate of hiv infection is a lot higher in the black uh is it yeah black community because it's such because it's what's that moonlight moonlight Moonlight. i just just put gay black film into google (laughs) (laughs) kaboom it it totally worked 
Moonlight. Moonlight. Well, they can't, they, be they can't be that because, many. They can't be that many. Because it's such a taboo, because yeah. oftentimes uh, black people are very religious, um, and it's such a taboo that if you're black and gay, you're likely in the closet. Therefore, yeah. you're less likely to have uh, easy access to uh, information on HIV, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, anything taboo usually leads to higher rates of mistakes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, you know, let's no sex ed. Oh, great, lots of STDs around now, (laughs) and and babies having babies. Mm, Yeah, Yeah, not in the gay community, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby bacteria is having. I uh, I definitely know what you mean by the the fact that you you know like the motivation to go to movies is relatively. I think you can tell too by the kind of movies that are coming out that they really just need to pack on all the sugar to get people to come out for premieres because otherwise nobody's really going anywhere anymore. It's hard, you know. Not you for can, serious We've got our, our beautiful, you know, HDTVs at home and our dens. And no, and, no people and like and crave and kicking our chairs in the back. Exactly. And, and fucking or repeating lines that they hear on the screen. <laughs> fucking oh. asshole. Fucking. That's true. That is one of the most uh, painful things to, to sit through is mm-hmm. uh, sitting next to a dummy who who who's impressed by like every cliche line <laughs> in the movie, right? Well, like it's like that's the last time this happens to me. <laughs> right. You hear them like hollering next to you. You're like, you really that really reached you. That touched you. At you, that's that was clever for you. Okay, we were surrounded by them at uh, what was it Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh yeah. And the next time it was like, he's a raccoon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like turning to each other, like, did you see what the raccoon did? Like, they didn't talk like that, but I feel like... The raccoon can talk! (laughs) And I just, it's funny, because I watched Guardians with my, part of Guardians with my kids yesterday. They laughed at, they're they're three and seven. They laughed at the exact same things, those fully grown... Right. They got excited when raccoon was shooting a machine gun, right? And when people are punching each other in the face. (laughs) Those are Trump voters, man. There you go. <laughs> so, Mr. Sangadar, <laughs> uh, I feel like we never have enough time to talk to you. I always feel like we. I, I'd like to discuss more things. Good. That's what we want. It's always a good time. We want to leave them wanting more, whoever they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, please promise to come back. Um, Damn right. This soon. is like these are awesome digs. Thank you. I'll come Thank back you. here. I'll, I'll right. bring a backpack with some supplies. And That's right. Stay on the just, couch. just stay on the couch. That's what I do. <laughs> it folds out. That's what I can. There's two sides to the couch. I have to move the TV though. Yeah. Oh, that TV that totally comes right. He's redecorating already. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, are you you're you're on tonight? No, I'm not. I'm going to see the club owner actually. I'm and and to yeah to to see the people that are on the show. Some of the some of the kids that some of the kids that some uh, of the I know that are on the show. The hot new talent. Aforementioned schmoozing. Yeah, it's it's that it it really is. Should we plug that the Young Guns? Yeah, for sure. Oh, well, the Young Guns is happening this weekend, so it'll okay. be late. It's happening this weekend. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I don't know when you guys but that, that happens every year? It does. It's an annual thing. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There's and like, uh, they, they obviously get the best of the new guys out mm-hmm. there. And Who, yeah. who chooses? Uh, I think Peter Radomski chooses at the Comedy Nest. Okay. Uh, he works at the Comedy Nest. Yeah, yeah it's a Comedy Nest show. Um, yeah, yeah, there are. Who's on? Habib Siam. Uh, Jason Salm. Um, the Lebanese guy, uh, Natalie Willett, uh, yeah, Habib Siam, not the other Lebanese guy. Oh, uh, Wasim El Munza. Yeah, I think so. That's it. That's it. Is is I felt Habib like he Lebanese. Lebanese? Yeah, he's Lebanese. Hold on, where's he from? Is it Lebanon? Yeah, Lebanon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's Lebanese too, right? Yeah. yeah. So Wasim, Habib, Natalie, um, 
I probably forgot somebody, but yeah. Okay, that's so cool. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good launching pad for them. They get press usually. The Gazette usually covers it. Sometimes oh, TV cool. covers it. Right on. Yeah. Nice. Right on. And what about you? When can we see you? Uh, when can someone catch you? If knowing when the show comes out. Um, I'm on this uh, next weekend, the 18th, 19th. Uh, one of the 18th, 19th, and 20th, or mm-hmm. two of. I'm not sure yet. Emo Phillips at the Comedy Nest. Okay. Well, people, check it out. I'd love people to check it out. Check me out on Twitter. Uh, at Saint underscore Godard, Facebook me. <laughs> check me out on, on on the street. Check me out at your. Just check me out at your at, sh- at your shithole <laughs> at Sankador. Sankador. It's dark. Uh, John, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, you guys. I really appreciate coming here. It's we, fun talking to you. We, it's getting uh, better. It's fun. getting better. We're getting really good now. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting really. <laughs> We're getting this there. Is the shit. <laughs> the Fire shit right in the here. hole. Woo! Fire in the hole. <laughs>